are coming face to face with danger. I rip your neck off and dance down your tassel. The Danger Zone. Professional wrestling's most powerful and devastating hour. 60 minutes of wrestling history. Now on one hot new video cassette. The Danger Zone. An up-close look at America's most famous and fearsome professional wrestlers. Hosted by Magnum TA and Missy Hyatt. Plus, if you order now, we'll include a limited edition 1988 swimsuit calendar starring the men of the Danger Zone and the beautiful Missy High. Hit after hit, hold after hold. Hang on for one hour of high-flying action in the Danger Zone. Available on VHS or Beta Video Cassette, only $24.95. And you get the exclusive 88 swimsuit calendar free, but only if you order the Danger Zone now. Hello and welcome to another episode of Backout Almighty! Backout Almighty! <laughs> Backout Almighty! Dave, you really went to town on that. Uh, well, I was feeling, I'm feeling tonight, okay. man. Lovely can! No, Dave's, Dave's going right ahead. I might have already had a can or two. Oh, you fair know. enough. So. Yes, this is the show where we crack open said lovely can. Ah, that's a lovely one there. Lovely cans. And we have an old chat about pro wrestling of yesteryear, one pay-per-view at a time. My name is Graham, and as always, I am joined by the beautiful David. Hello there. And the delectable Dermot. Oh, hello. Jesus. How come his name had alliteration in it? Because I wasn't thinking. I wasn't thinking. <laughs> delightful Dave and delectable Dave. Yeah, there we okay. go. There we're we're go. a new tag team, yeah. <laughs> what more than just... Graham. You're, you're the, the J.J. Dillon of... Uh, or the Jim Cornette Probably. Of, uh, <laughs> what? A mommy's boy who's a fucking freak? No, you're the, yeah, you're the Jim Cornette to our uh, Midnight Express. Okay, you can be beautiful Bobby then for saying that. <laughs> <laughs> this time around, we are back with the NWA... Um, Jim Crockett Promotions who are still running the show just about they we talked about in our last episode that they were fighting back against the WWF uh, with a show on the same night as Wrestlemania Clash of the Champions um, and Jim Crockett became the first promoter to give guaranteed contracts oh. like guaranteed salaries and which turned out to be his downfall because of Vince's cock blocking of <laughs> Starcade and Bunkhouse and Pete putting on shows the same night. Yeah, yeah. They drew fuck all pay per view boys, which in turn meant Jim Crockett couldn't pay those guaranteed salaries. So we had to. Oh, shit. So we had to sell basically to. Mr. Turner? To Tim Turner. Who? Tim Turner? <laughs> Ted Turner. Like uh, a bisexual. Sorry, that was in Family Guy. Ted oh, Turner says that. In okay. Guy. Well, I thought you were just called <laughs> Mother, who owns TBS, who, who uh, produces their weekly TV show. But before he sold, he was able to put on one last pay-per-view, and that was this one. So did you have any thoughts before going into this? And Like, any idea about it? Like, probably not. Didn't you tell me beforehand that uh, Ted Turner actually invested in this? That there was a partnership-style thing? Yeah, well, he, he... Like, TBS showed The Clash of the Champions and their weekly show, which was called World Champions mm-hmm. Wrestling, which is where the future promotion got because from. Because the actual, like... The size of the place and the production value of the whole and the thing actual is fact like, that people are in the big yeah, place yeah. is monumentally better yeah. than the oh. last two shows that we've done. Like really, really big. Yeah. But this is also the first time that they're going on pay per view unopposed 
and that's there's true. no that's competition. True, yeah. And yeah. I think the pay per view itself did a lot better as a result. It of is still well. like it's unbelievably impressive the visuals of it. Like, yeah, yeah, the really amount good. of people that are there, really good. So we'll crack on them. Let's do it. It's the Great American Bash '88. The price of freedom. Price of freedom. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> do you like freedom, lads? July 10th, 1988, in the Baltimore Arena in Baltimore, Maryland, uh, with an attendance of 13,000 that actually looked like it could have been 13,000. Yeah, it looked yeah. fairly legit. Like, before we were saying there was, you know, previous NWA pay-per-views have looked shocking. Yeah, really, really But bad. this one looks like it was genuinely 13,000. The average ticket price was 16 lovely dollars. Not bad. Uh, that's, that's a steal. So, it's roughly $32 in 2016. Which is still that's reasonable. A yeah. reasonable L an L. Is that the price of freedom? <laughs> Must be sixteen dollars. <laughs> <laughs> right. So uh, we get a decent, a pretty decent opening video package. Which although there's no uh, voiceover, it, if you were following the product, it kind of brings you up to speed on why the other the wrestlers are fighting. Like a show's yeah. kind of yeah. Lex Luger being attacked in a backstage area, and the show's. Jim Cornette whipping the Fantastics and stuff like that. What did you make of the package? Like, yeah. especially considering other NWA pay per views. Yeah, yeah, it was. No, yeah, no. The the quality was way better than yeah. than previously. Yeah, definitely, one hundred percent. Like, yeah. I don't know. It, it didn't like it. I don't think it landed on me as well as it sounded like as as well as it sounded like it landed on you. Well, what, yeah, but what I meant was like, if if I had been like Following. an adult in nineteen eighty eight and watching this, yeah, yeah, I would have yeah. thought it was. All right, cool. Yeah, yeah, especially considering in Bunkhouse Stampede, <laughs> there was no alluding to why anybody was wrestling. No, or in a f- fight. Now this was completely different in this show. Yeah, and uh, it also had lovely eighties keyboard. Mm-hmm. So straight from the video package, we just get into the wrestlers of the first match making their entrances, and then via obviously the voice Tony Schiavone and Jim Ross are our commentary team. So the first match is for the NWA World Tag Team Titles. It's the challengers Nikita Koloff or Nikita Fukov, as you want to call him. Nikita Fukov with his hair. His hair, very bizarre. And his tag team <laughs> partner Sting against the champions Tully Blanchard and Aaron Anderson of the Four Horsemen. Yeah. I was just a bit disappointed now at Sting's intro that he's no longer from Every Man's Nightmare. He's now from Venice Beach, California. Yeah. <laughs> Disappointing. Bit of a bit of a letdown there. And the uh, first thing that struck me in this match was Nikita Koloff. Fuck off! Is definitely off the juice. He's lost. Yeah, oh, about the size of him. He's pounds. like it's like yeah. he just took shrinking pills or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah. it's like a, a, a deflated balloon or and something. the hair and the fact that he grew like a buzz cut out. Yeah, yeah I don't yeah. know. Was he trying to make himself look more faceish by having the hair? Is it a new gimmick? I wonder. Is he still? Like, well, well, actually. 
this is his last he took a time off and that's why he grew the hair and probably got off the juice and then this would be his last pay-per-view for like three years yeah his wife was very because sick he took a, oh, really? he took a hiatus because his wife had like a terminal illness so oh, basically left wrestling to look after her until she passed away and then he came uh, back like, I feel like I don't want to slag him anymore now no but th- that's probably why he was off the juice he didn't need to be on the juice because yeah, he was yeah, looking yeah. you know the hair is a bit much. Yeah, the hair is a bit much. <laughs> you know what? He he would have actually looked like, like, like he could have been a wrestler I could get behind. Like you know, yeah. if it wasn't for his stupid fucking hair. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, Jesus Sting is ridiculously over here. Like he oh. gets. Well, you such know what? Like it's, it's it's like it's self evident why he's over though. Oh, like, yeah. This guy is all over the place. He is, he is ridiculous, flying around like yeah. a madman. See, Straight just, away, just a fucking dive over the top yeah, rope, like plancha. thirty seconds into yeah. the match or something. He does. Yeah, it's a very fast pace open to this match, and the crowd is really into everything. I think I think it was fat. It lasted twenty minutes, and it did not feel like twenty minutes to me. No, I, no. I remember when the announcer was like, 15 minutes have elapsed." I was like, "Really?" I didn't. I was like, I got so into it, I just didn't feel the time. Yeah, the, time yeah, the only the only thing I caught thought kind of dragged was they had the heel in peril for like kind ages. of ages they had pretty ages. much the entire match yeah. it was like a brief the cut off the cut off didn't come until maybe 20 seconds before he yeah. said 15 minutes have a it was very unusual for it was, yeah, the psychology of this match was all over the place and it was all kind of just but like I still really like high spots and kind of not, not, yeah, high, yeah. not, not like high spots oh, no, like what you consider high spots a today. lot of action a lot of action yeah exactly well, can't complain about that. Ah, no, not at all. Like, no, I, I, don't, yeah. I do not care. To be honest with you, I'm gonna get into it later on. But I kind of found the psychology of most matches was all over the place. For this yeah, yeah, it was, it, it was a bit crazy. Uh, another, you were talking about Sting's dive. Another thing that looked fucking deadly was Nikita hit Tully a clothesline, and the two of them spilled over the top rope, mm. and he like cracked them so hard, yeah. and they went flying. This this comes up a few times in this pay per view. The whole over the top rope rule. The over the top rope rule. It's normally a disqualification in the NWA, but then they go, "Oh no, it was the momentum took him over." Yeah, as opposed what, to him throwing him. What over. else would take like if you? I think it's him? like the thing of like a back body drop or a gorilla press over. Yeah, but, but obviously, as wrestling goes, it writes the rules. Yeah, as it, as you know, as so. as they feel like it. <laughs> like we can talk. We can start talking about the athletics commission if you want to. Like, yeah, you know? we'll get to that. <laughs> Although yeah. we feel. That was in order to build up the main events finish the way they kept waffling about them. Yeah. No, yeah, way, no, like, oh yeah, of course. Rather oh. than them that just coming out of nowhere in the main event, just going, oh, by the way, yeah, they're there. They but, but if we can jump ahead just a few minutes, like yeah, the, the Athletics Commission will authorise a three level cage <laughs> of death match, and when Lex Luger has a bit of blood. A little bit of blood. Not even a lot of blood. No, no, not Like, blood. I was thinking he'd I, have. Because I'd looked up the card beforehand. So did I, and, yeah, and I'd yeah. seen how it was finished. You know, so then when he bladed, I was expecting, you know, the proverbial crimson mask, as yeah. JR would say. I was expecting, like, an. Proper. Yeah, like hostile or something. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, uh, like, but, uh, let's get back to this. Get yeah, sorry, sorry. Yeah, yeah, we're jumping ahead of um, ourselves. Uh, I actually had those knee pads that uh, uh, Nikita Kolov has. Oh, the. Dave, McDavid ones or something uh, no, I, can't, I can't something? remember it has the two lines on them I used to have them anyway yeah. like the actual ones that he wears here not the exact not, <laughs> not, not the ones them off wore. eBay yeah, for yeah. a million quid they're up on my wall <laughs> <laughs> just fuck off written well, over the top uh, we were talking about the high spots in this mm. match and Aaron Anderson hits a DDT in this match and it's one of the nicest DDTs I've ever seen sweet. Yeah, it it's is sweet isn't it it's really DDT. good I ha- the one thing I will say is and this match is 
90% positive uh, Nikita has an awful boner for terrible arm locks yeah, yeah he really he? does he yeah. loves just putting it to the ground with a hammer lock or some sort of arm bar and you're like, they don't look good they don't look like they're actually kind of no it just looks like he's holding them down but not hurting them yeah. you know that way yeah I suppose we should probably get to the, the finish here because we have had our issues with time limit draws before this is a 20 minute time limit draw before we do though yeah. I just want to point out I don't know whether this whether I missed something or whether it was a botch <clears throat> on JR's part Yeah, but he um, I think it was Kolov who went for a pin and JR was like yeah there's Kolov going for the lateral press yeah that's a pin no, no yeah but it's just a really weird way of saying pin Oh, yeah, yeah. Jor says that a lot, though. I've not really. I've yeah. never heard him say that. Yeah, before. he does say lateral, lateral press. Lateral press. Yeah, they don't hook the leg and they just lie on them. He calls it lateral press. Oh, okay, that's my ignorance. Just no, but oh, I'm gonna be honest. That's taking the Mickey when it comes to doing a pin. Like if they're doing something like a small package or like one of those, you know, that Luchador La Magistral yeah. roll or whatever, yeah, yeah. then call it by its name. But if you're just lying on someone, just say he's pinning them. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, twenty minute time limit draw. Yeah, and he fuck thoughts, off. Well, my biggest thing is right. The WF have had seven pay-per-views and one time limit draw on those seven pay-per-views. Yeah. NWA have had three and have had three time limit draws and they've all been the opening match. It's What's like with they, that booking? It's like they don't want the fans to enjoy themselves. Yeah. So, <laughs> can I say, if those t- if the previous two time limit draws didn't happen, I wouldn't be pissed off at this being a time limit draw. No, no. way. Do you know what? This, I, is a, this is a really good match. It was a really good match. Enjoyable, yeah, entertaining. Just, we're annoyed by the fact that the there they keep booking time and trust. And there was no resolution, like, you know, that's yeah. that's what annoyed I me. I did like I, I did like the kind of did he or didn't he finish where Sting had Blanchard in the Scorpion Death Lock yeah. and you didn't know if the time ran out or he tapped. I did like that. Yeah. Until I finished watching the show. Yeah, yeah. I think that took away from the the main event. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, again, I, I, no, we'll get to that. Yeah, of course. Um uh, and yeah okay I completely agree with everything you guys are saying um, one other point I'd like to make is like Sting should have been main eventing at this stage like this guy is well, he, like, he did main event the the first Clash of the Champions yeah. against Flair on the same night as WrestleMania 4 it was another time limit draw 45 minute time limit draw 45 minutes yeah it's, Jesus it was, it's a highly critically acclaimed match though because mm. it basically it was the, the coming of Sting yeah it's basically where Sting went from mid-card babyface to fucking hell he's yeah, over his fuck yeah, yeah. so that's, that's what and he obviously it'll be a few years before he gets the title but it'd be well deserved oh actually so just one oh, last thing I yeah. wanted to say about this match we've seen the Russian sickle a number of times he does his clothesline they call it the Russian sickle mm-hmm. they do in this match he took someone down with a choke and they called it the Russian hammer so now he has the hammer and sickle I like that, I like oh, that. Oh, that's little, a nice touch yeah. there was one thing he had in this though he hit both of the horsemen with the Russian sickle and then pranced around for four minutes and then decided <laughs> to pin them yeah. and then they obviously kicked out he actually looks like someone you'd find in a trailer <laughs> in like Alabama or something Nikita? Yeah, yeah okay. with his new hairstyle yeah he looks like white trash yeah yeah, he, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, good match, in my opinion. I yeah, believe. Same here. Yeah. 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 Great. Can we go back to? Well, we go back. We haven't seen them on screen yet. Jim Ross and Tony Schiavone, and I think they do a really good analysis of the Fantastics and Midnight Express kind of feud. Well, the match that's coming up, like they make it, like we said when we watched Starkhead, really believable. Yeah. They're like yeah. they've been strategizing, and the Fantastics will have to do X, and the Express will have to do Y. Damn, you're smirking there. Why have you got that? <laughs> like, it's funny because I think I do agree that Jim Ross and 
Tony Schiavone do a great like job of presenting this as a realistic sporting event and then it's just like and then the wrestlers ruin it no not the wrestlers ruin it just the stipulations just like oh yeah the, the state commissioner here and they've agreed to that Jim Cornette will be putting a straitjacket in a cage and, over and the raise the ball yeah. like, and, and, and then if the Midnight Express lose they'll be whipped ten times each yeah. in fairness Gross. I did like the, the, that announcement that this was a, a title versus ten lashes match yeah that it's was a great good. stipulation okay then so we'll get on to that match yeah, yeah. Please. match number two is for the NWA United States Tag Team titles. Interesting that they put the US titles after yeah. the world. Yeah, and it was yeah. also interesting that the US Tag Team titles have a longer time limit than the world. Oh. Because the world ended on 20-minute time limit. Yeah, oh, and, and this is announced as a 30. 30 minutes. That's quite interesting. And it is the challengers, the Midnight Express, beautiful Bobby Eaton and Sweet Stan Lane, against the champions, the Fantastics, Tommy Rogers and Bobby Fulton. As we mentioned there... The Midnight Express manager, Jim Cornette, is put into a straitjacket and then he's hoisted like 25 feet in the air. Can we talk about that for a second, please? Because I thought that was was fucking amazing. He was really Uh, fucking good, wasn't he? He was hilarious. He actually stuck his head at one of the square... One of the squares. He's like, "Mommy!" <laughs> like he was literally screaming for his. I laugh. just love when he was trying to bribe your man. Yeah, can you be bribed? Yeah. Can you be bribed? An honest man can be bribed. I fucking love Jim Cornette. He I was think he really good. It was really yeah. deadly. And it was a bit where the where the couch was being lifted up, and someone was standing on his foot or something. Yeah. He's like, "Get off my foot!" <laughs> Really. He's really good. Right, exactly. And then an- another stipulation is if the Fantastics win and retain the titles, they will each get to whip both the Midnight Express and Cornet, 10 lashing each, because the Fantastics had beaten the Express for the titles, and then the Express had attacked them and whipped them. So that's why that little stipulation yeah. was put in place. I thought this was an alright match. Yeah. It was grand. Um, I, I wasn't as impressed with the Fantastics as I was expecting to be. Okay. Um, I was actually more impressed with uh, the Midnight Express. I think this is probably one of the first times that I've seen them like in a, a proper we only seen tag them in team match. Stupid scaffold yeah, crap. Yeah. Exactly. And they were doing some pretty cool double team moves. Like there was one. Um, so I thought the Fantastics were too, but yeah, they were as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But I, I think I think maybe I was just kind of. Um, I guess in my head it was overtaken by one in particular, and that was uh, I, I, I can't remember which one it was either Stan or Bobby, but uh, there was like a series of kicks, and one of the kicked. I think it's Stan. Stan does all those done, kicks, done yeah, kicks, yeah. And one of the kicks kind of led him, uh, led, led one of the Fantastics into uh, into Bobby, and he just gives him this fucking sick backbreaker. Yeah, it's almost like a backbreaker spine buster style thing. I think like, seen, yeah, I remember that. that yeah, was, I, I was watching that. I was like, holy for shit! For me, I thought. Well, the Fantastics were good, but I thought Tommy Rogers in particular, uh, the dark-haired lad, who did some deadly stuff. Like, Bobby went to superplex him, and he did the float over, and landed yeah. back on the ground. Yeah, yeah. And then, he they did, like, the blind tag, and Bobby, like, ducked down, and he did that whole rolling back thing, and the two Fantastics were behind yeah. him, and double back dropped him. Sorry, before I go on... Um, we need to count a certain item. I was going to bring that up. I was going to say that. There's some <laughs> yeah. very interesting mullets. In yes. I was going to say that like the opening match, it ended in a time limit draw and there wasn't one mullet. No. It's very disappointing. But terrible. we picked it up straight away oh, in yeah. number two. We've got beautiful Bobby Eaton. Yep. Tommy Fulton. Yep. Oh, sorry. Bobby Fulton. Um, would you say Tommy Rogers? Yeah. Yeah. Sure. I I'd, I'm unsure about Sweet Stan Lane. No, I think they're more. I think that's a, he has a part in the middle. Yeah, he has a just, part. It's just long, long hair. hair. Yeah, I would call that a mullet. Oh, so would, I we, don't know. would we call this a nice three? It's three, a nice three. Three nice mullets. 
I would say three nice mullets. (laughs) 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 Okay, back back to the action, as they say in the states. (laughs) Um, Yeah, both teams are really good. Yeah, there's a lot of nice some double team stuff I had never seen before. Like simple, very very simple. Yeah, like really really effective. There was a really good thing where um, the referee's back is torn and Tommy Rogers is kind of near the ropes and Lane drops Stan Lane drops down to the floor and then power slams Rogers from the ring onto the concrete floor yeah, I don't know yeah. if you remember that spot but I don't know I don't remember I think, it, I think it was really good Durham uh, yeah. you been quiet there I, I, yeah <laughs> I did enjoy it I think my expectations were probably a little bit too high going in okay um I had actually seen another match between these two teams. I think it was from one the of the first class of champions. Yeah, were they, were they like were throwing tables at each other yeah. and stuff? That was <laughs> match. I think. Yeah, yeah. I think I was expecting the <laughs> same again. kind of thing yeah. again. And this was this was a very good match, but I probably preferred their other match that I'd seen. Okay, so well, I still I really enjoyed it. Literally, the only negative I have is that the the finish was that the ref took a bump. Mm-hmm. And while the ref was down, uh, Bobby Eaton took, took a, a chain chain, chain yeah. out of his tights and knocks out. Uh, who's knocking? Oh, he knocks out Bobby Fulton, and they get the one, two, three, and win the belts. But the chain was a bit laughable. The chain yeah. is like something Wasn't that you buy in like fucking uh, like Pandora or something. Yeah, like, or mo- like you know, yeah, it's like, yeah. like a string. But in saying that, though, I actually have. I thought the punch itself. Looks legit. Pretty, it did, yeah. Legit. That's like, you know, he looked like, like he probably. I understand why it's not like a Hercules chain because yeah. you can't really stuff that down your tights yeah, yeah, yeah. without someone copping it, but I don't know. It just looked like it was. A, they could have had a brass knuckles maybe or something, yeah, which is, yeah, yeah. you know, that sort of way. But I still liked it. The finish looked good. Oh, yeah. the, and and they still got their hands on Cornet afterwards and whipped him anyway with the referee's belt. <laughs> yeah. which, and they fucking laid into him. Cornette was really the star of the show, to be honest. I think so as well. Despite he, being hung uh, <laughs> over the crowd 20 yeah. feet away. So that came to a close. Excuse me. Lovely cans are causing havoc. Lovely cans. Oh, lovely cans. Oh, lovely cans. Lovely cans. Lovely, lovely cans. Yeah, Bobby Eaton knocked out Bobby Fulton with a chained fist to win the US titles at 16 minutes and 23 seconds. The third match oh, God. is... A Tower of Doom Tower match. Of Doom. Tower of Doom match is three cages. Uh, so it basically starts off like a Hell in a Cell cage. And then a smaller cage is put on top of that. And then an even smaller cage is put on top of that. Don't forget the trap doors. Powered yes. by rope. Powered by very loose rope. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the whole thing is they climb up like actual stepladders from like Wigaders or something. <laughs> on either side. <laughs> And then the someone from either team goes in, and every minute the trapdoors are opened. It's not every two minutes. Oh, I don't fucking care. <laughs> or no, <laughs> that, that, that's exactly my sentiment. <laughs> yeah. And then they, the idea is to go down to the ring and then out the cage door. Right. The teams are the Latin Sensational Perez. That's his name. <laughs> the Latin sense. Kevin Sullivan, Mike Rotunda. Ivan Koloff and the Russian Assassin versus gorgeous Jimmy Garvin Ron Garvin Dr. Death Steve Williams and the Road Warriors Hawk and Animal Would any of you like to go first or I might, I might go first Yeah go for um, it man. Like man. Well let's let's say let's go start with positives here 
their cage budget has increased vastly but yeah, he, because immensely the fact that they didn't threefold in fact Oh. <laughs> <laughs> the fact that they didn't have to build it by hand and it could just be lowered from yeah. the rafters was really good so I didn't have to listen to them read the fucking credits yeah. again yeah, yeah, yeah. what other positives was there Precious was Precious kinda, yeah, yeah Precious yeah. was quite a positive because she's lovely-ish yeah lovely-ish let's start with lovely-ish and if my maths serves me correct, there's at least two mullets in this. <laughs> there, there are a few uh, mullets. Steve Williams and Road Warrior Animal. Anyone mm. else? Oh, Kevin Sullivan. Ke- yeah, he's balding, yeah. but it is, it's a bit of a mullet. That's three. I would say that is three. <laughs> I think there might be a fourth. Go on. Um, <sighs> Rotunda. Oh, no, maybe not. I don't know about Rotunda. Uh, no. Maybe I'm just pushing it. Yeah, I think you are. I really like you're pushing this. Mu- you're pushing this Muller quote. We need to fucking set some limits as to what a Muller. <laughs> yeah, we have this conversation all the time. We do. Right. We need to publish a document so or something. Three in this match. Yeah. Right. I, I right. think we gave Ron Garvin one before, so like, <laughs> I think he's. But I think he's had a haircut since. What has Jimmy Garvin got? No, he's just got a stupid fucking massive perm thing. Yeah, bush. but it's, it it's not a mullet on the front and long at the back. It is in its hole. It's ah. fucking long everywhere. I don't know. Don't know. Also known that. as an ape drape. Well, yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, I'm not calling Jimmy Garvin a mullet. I'm just saying. I I, I would. But oh <laughs> shit! Am I the this? Yeah, yeah. The the, the mullet commission. <laughs> the Maryland mullet commission. I give it to him. You fucking cunt. Number four. <laughs> that makes seven overall. Seven overall. Right. right now, how about? Um, do I have some mm. more positives? Oh, go for it. Yeah. As what? well as. <laughs> but I think there's a lot of spectacular visuals in this match. Okay. Um, and I feel like if I had watched this match as a kid, I would have loved it. Mm. Like just the idea of three sense. cages on yeah. top of each other, ten lads. and five big lads yeah. battering each other. Like yeah. I feel like this match is aimed more towards kids like it's very kind of cartoonish even though the NWA normally presents itself as serious I feel like this might have been yeah. their answer to what WWF was doing yeah kind of gimmick matches yeah that, that is a very nice yeah. approach of looking at it the the, way, the right the real winner of this is Ron Garvin who literally climbed up and climbed down and left yeah I was when I when I <laughs> saw did. this first <laughs> He did. He probably swung about five punches and just got out. Yeah, when you when I saw this, I was thinking like he's just left his partner there to in get a, a two-on-one situation to get a yeah. hiding, and he's meant to be the face, and it seemed very heatish. But that would play out later in the show, it so it kind of made it, sense. Okay, it but then the rest of them still did it. Yeah, like they just saw, and it was kind of weird. Like there was a point where, um, like Doctor Death knocked someone out, maybe Al Perez, and he was like, "Yeah, fuck you," and got out of the cage. And then you just see Al Perez getting up and getting out as well. And yeah, it was really, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I strange. think like there's no real psychology to this match. No. You have to make it to the bottom and get out. You would think if you had any sense, you'd let four of their lads get out. And then you just have five on one beat the shit out of them until you couldn't move. And then all five of you just get out. And yeah. then you'd win. Yeah. But they all get out That's one at a time, like, leave their partner two on one. They leave one. Jimmy Garvin in a two on one situation. And then Mike Rotunda, instead of helping Kevin Sullivan, like batter Jimmy Garvin and the two he- heels can get out the, I know the it turned out that Kevin it was all kind of a rule so Kevin Sullivan could be left in the cage of Precious but why was Precious in there in the first yeah, place yeah that's another fucking question the Precious the has the key Precious literally stood there and every wrestler walked by without even looking at her and walked out the gate she wasn't even locking it or doing anything yeah what Guys. was really strange to me was like that 
Precious has the key. Yeah. And she's she meant ne- to be unlocking it and locking and it. And it's just never and locked. Then, and then when it is locked at the end, they start going on about how Rick Steiner is the keeper of the key. <laughs> and he's not letting them in. I was like, I haven't seen Rick Steiner once. I didn't see him. I didn't know he was there till like yeah. after the match yeah, was over. Yeah. And then all of a sudden they bring it up. He probably wasn't even there. They never showed him on camera I've never seen Rick Steiner. But, Lads, uh, can we, like, this match made no is sense. fundamentally flawed. This isn't something that we comment on too much, right? Mm-hmm. But we've got a three-story cage match in, yeah. in 1988. Yeah. Um, the top level of this cage match is in essentially the just fucking lads punching. Because there's nowhere to do anything. You can't do anything. Exactly. And one thing that really annoyed me, and this is the thing that we don't comment on too mm-hmm. much, was the camera work. And I know, Jeremy, you were saying that like it was... A- it did have some good visuals when it was like long, far away shots. But yeah, but mm. like you don't see anything that way. You don't see any of the, the, no. the action. Like, you know? no. Now, if they were... To, I think this, this kind of match would probably sail a lot better nowadays. Yeah. Because of... The multiple camera setups multiple, multiple camera Cranes. setups rigs jibs yeah. all that kind of stuff um, but I could not follow this match at all no I hadn't got a clue what You'd was hear, going on you hear, you heard the noise of someone bumping in the ring and then it would just cut to someone on the deck and you wouldn't have known how they like how they got battered or what happened to them yeah uh, the best visual that I seen was when Road Warrior Hawk dropped from the top cage to the middle cage it looked like you know when you start a level of Streets of Rage and, you and your character drops down because he dropped down and like landed in a squat and then just stood up like fucking hawk and I was like <laughs> I, he looked like if you were in that cage and you saw him drop down like that you'd probably shit your pants yeah, you know yeah. like, that was probably the only decent visual I got from this and also what the fuck is referee Tommy Rogers doing up there <laughs> like he's meant to be like pulling a terrified. winch he is shitting himself but it looks like he's meant to be pulling this winch and he, do, he just holds on and the lads just open the trap doors with their hands at no point are the trapdoors actually locked. I'd also say Precious is just shitting herself. The entire thing is going to come down on top of her inside the... Yeah. Inside and why the wouldn't you be? Yeah. It's the first it's, time it's ever been done. It's dodgy as fuck. Exactly, yeah. No, like, <laughs> the whole thing is shaking quite a lot. Oh, an awful lot, yeah. Yeah, no, I don't... I just... Can, can I say, though, I would still rather this match than the Bunkhouse Stampede match. Oh, yeah. Ah, oh, Jesus, well, yeah. You know I'd rather, watch, cage I'd rather watch two flies having sex than watch the Bunkhouse Stampede match. <laughs> yeah. Well, can I just... Now, obviously, the reasoning behind what I'm about to say is due to the finish of the main event, right? Mm-hmm. But... No one bled in this. And the last two NWA pay-per-views have had... Three cage matches combined in the yeah. two. And everyone bled. Every one of them bled because the whole point is your head's being rammed into this big mesh fence so you're going to be cut open. Including Bunkhouse Stampede where like five people bled in one match. And this had ten people and not one of them bled. Now I obviously understand the reason was because they were going to do that finish but I just think that's poor booking. Like poor, they- like you know, this is meant to be and like the commentators are going on like this is the this is the ultimate sacrifice of humanity and fucking all sorts of shit like and Graham well I I, I do I wholeheartedly yeah, yeah. agree with you yeah. that is but bad booking yeah I think it's small potatoes compared to the grand scheme of things in terms of this match oh fair enough yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I know I know but if you're like a cage match is a bloody affair a yeah. triple cage match should be a very a bloody seriously affair. bloody yeah, affair yeah. yeah and that just that just contributes to the, the, the actually, nonsense that if is if we go match. back to Ron Garvin just literally pulling a bailer like uh, Tony Schiavone goes it's a matter of escaping but before you can you have to be able to take a beating unless you're Ron Garvin who just climbs down and goes out and collects a payday <laughs> cha-ching uh, 
that's kind of it. Uh, at the end, it is left to Kevin Sullivan and gorgeous Jimmy Garvin, who hits the worst brain buster I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. Oh, yeah. On. oh it's And then awful. he goes to escape, but Kevin Sullivan pushes him out and then locks the, himself in the cage. And then I found it to be a very hard viewing rape scenario oh, going it was on. So rapey. No, it wasn't even. Ra- he was going to rape her. Yeah. He's pulling her clothes off and then he's choking her with a yeah. bit of wire and he's like. He's assaulting a female. Like, mm. Yeah, I don't mean to be PC about it. Like, no, but that's there's just, like, there's like, you no, know, that's not PC. That's it, just like, being sound. I don't mind adult themes in wrestling, but when it's so blatantly a rape scenario, it's kind of bad. Well, it it is pretty much the ultimate heel move. Rape, rape. Yeah. Oh yeah. Can't get much more heat than that. That's true. <laughs> that is. That's no, no. You're right. Like, and it 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 is quite dramatic the way the faces have to climb back up to the top. You to know get what? Back the, down no, you know what the best thing is. The best thing. The best. The best thing is, uh, rapist of the year, Road Warrior Hawk, is the man who saves the day. Yeah, <laughs> he's not interested in raping precious. He only wants to rape Ric Flair, though. Fair enough. Yeah. But like, <laughs> what made that retarded was Jimmy Garvin, her boyfriend, is too out of shape and shit to save her. So yeah. Road Warrior Hawk has, has to, to do. do it all. Yeah. Road Warrior Hawk like is climbing down the cage like lightning, whereas Jimmy Garvin's like fucking hell. The weight of my hair. <laughs> <laughs> And then Road Warrior Hawk has to do the business and save her, and it's ridiculous. So, caca match. This, I was going to make a point. Oh, go, this oh, is where oh, the yeah. show starts to go downhill for me. Well, the two the two matches before were exciting matches. Exciting matches. Yeah. And, you know what, we, we'll get into the next two matches. No, well, another thing is... It, it's, it's almost like, you know, it kind of a peak, mm, and then a... Yeah. So, this match came to a close when the face team all escaped at 19 minutes and 55 seconds. Not a second too soon. Before, obviously they have to winch that big cage up and Bob Coddle tells us how great the match was for like five minutes yeah. Yeah. and it fucking that match was great and everybody was hitting each other and all the crowd here were loving it and he literally just repeats the yeah. same sentence over and over and over why but, does Jim Ross think he's good but do you, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know he's fucking shit but do you think Maybe they really did think it was good because didn't they do this match a number of times again? Yeah, that was like the ready to rumble match. Yeah. Was there? Was that actually a match in a WCW pay per view? Yeah. I thought that was just Very part of the, yeah. uh, the that the one. You had to get to the top oh, as opposed to get, at the bottom and get. You had to get to the top, get the belt, and then bring it back down and right. leave. Yeah. Easy WCW. Oh, I'm kind of glad that like wrestling, professional wrestling, went through this. Maybe what. 15 year phase of experimentation <laughs> that's, that's a long phase well no yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah but for a product what yeah. it, for what it is now like you know they kind of stick to what works yeah. most of the time I now. think I think especially WCW the WWF always hit the nail on the head when it came to gimmick matches like yeah. their Survivor Series their Royal Rumbles that sort of thing even like even if you look at the more extravagant gimmick matches like Hell in a Cell yeah. even the Elimination or like Chamber TLCs, makes sense. TLCs yeah, TLCs, yeah. like literally all kind of WCW really did well was war games yeah and everything out there tower of dooms and then like they even have they have like entire pay-per-views and i'm really not looking forward to them where they're all round robin tournaments yeah so it's like three tag teams and three singles wrestlers and they all wrestle each other once so yeah they're gonna be shit (laughs) (laughs) will we move on yep 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 match number four the penultimate match on the card so very different to the last episode where we had, where we'd only be a quarter of the way through at this stage. Yeah, 
it is for the NWA United States Heavyweight title. The challenger is the American Dream, Dusty Rhodes. And the champion is Bardi Windham. A uh, little background on this Bardy feud Windham. is... Well, we all know Dusty and the Four Horsemen are bitter, bitter enemies. The Clash of the Champions won. Barry Windham and Lex Luger defeat Aaron Anderson and Tully Blanchard for the World Tag Team titles. They have a rematch. They lose because Barry Windham turns on Luger and takes his place in the Four Horsemen, which Dusty Rhodes, being Barry Windham's mentor, is not too happy about nope. and feels betrayed by him. So that's why they're having this match. And Dusty Rhodes was stripped of the US title and never actually lost it as well. So that's why he gets this title shot. Hmm. Yeah? That's a nice, uh, nice recap. stripped because he accidentally hit someone with a baseball bat? Uh, Jim, Cr- Jim, Jim Crocker. Crocker. Yeah. yeah. He was on a mad one and he accidentally hit Jim Crocker. Yeah, it's fair enough, really. I'd probably take the US title off him if he hit me with a baseball bat. Yeah, yeah, so would I. But yeah, the that's... The balls uh, on that guy. The fucking balls. Oh, I thought you meant physically, like you can nah. see his... I'd say his sack was horrible. Oh my god, can you imagine? Did you see? No, I'd rather not. There was a close up in this match actually of his shoulder. Did you see it? (laughs) What is it? Is it, I don't know whether it's scarring or whether it's stretch marks or cellulite or something. Oh no, well remember he bladed his arm. I think it is blading. He bladed his arm. It's not just one scar. Oh no. It's it's a fucking, like it's same as his amalgamation. Same as his forehead. Yeah. His voil. The whole downward strokes of the blade, like as opposed to with the. Thing. You know what? Um, when it comes to this match, I actually enjoyed the first maybe three minutes of it, like, and it was a oh, lot of like yeah. a, a dusty offense. Like he hit a crossbody off the top rope. He that was, was cracking. He was moving like something <laughs> else. He was unbelievable. That was really good. Then, but as soon as Wyndham kind of took over, that was Lads. it. In if you just cut it down to the brass tacks, Dusty Rhodes spent fifty percent of this match on his knees with his head in Barry Wyndham's crotch. How long did that go on for? What the fuck? I was actually watching this um, on my laptop while my girlfriend was sitting beside me. Yeah. And I had the earphones in. I had my headphones in so yeah. I wasn't disturbing her. And she just looked at my screen yeah. at that particular moment. When a, when a lad is on the, on the deck when with his head. Basically, yeah, Dusty Rhodes like was on his like knees right in front of Barry Windham when Barry, when Barry Windham had his, head, his hands wrapped around his head. Yeah. And she just gave me the dirtiest <laughs> look I've ever seen in my life. She was like, what the fuck are you looking at? Like... <laughs> <laughs> Ah uh, well, she was right to look at she you that was way. One hundred percent right. It's ridiculous. But the fact that, right? So, how big of an ego does Dusty have to have where he books himself to survive seven and a half minutes in Barry Windham's finisher? <laughs> like he's after finishing. So, how many people has he finished with this? He's finished like loads of like obviously kind of upper mid carders because he's you know the US champion, and Dusty just lasts seven and a half minutes. And the match ends under you know, bogey, bogey, bogey circumstances. circumstances. Yeah. yeah. So um, technically, you know, he still saves uh, his reputation. Mm, like you know, he's still saving face. Can we talk about during the kind of opening segments when actual things were happening besides the claw? Yeah. How Barry Windham just walked with his face out towards Dusty and took about twenty digs. Yeah, it yeah. was and like you know, it was like it was retarded. But it, like it, that was that was the most, probably the stupidest part of the whole thing. The only saving grace of that was like a few moments later. JJ Dillon's bump on yeah, the rope. when he took the. But that's because JJ Dillon is actually he is, good. He is fucking deadly. I love Bar- JJ Dillon. Barry, or, like Barry Windham is a WWE Hall of Famer, and I've heard so many good things about him. But every match we've seen him in, he's been very boring. I just haven't. He hasn't just just hasn't picked it up. I wouldn't exactly say boring. Okay, I would say bog standard. All oh, right. Yeah. No, I can. No. I can live with that. 
Yeah, there's been nothing special about it. No, exactly. Like, I can see why the Ric Flairs and the Stings and, you know, the Macho Mans and all that are revered for being deadly, but... I think that's maybe what he maybe that's what he's lacking. Like he probably yeah. has all the physical abilities, just the personality isn't yeah. there. You no, know? Yeah, no, that's definitely yeah. He's just kind of all right. Yeah. Speaking of uh, his physical traits, would yeah. you call that a mullet? Oh, I don't know. I was thinking this when I was watching it, and again, I thought it was more of a kind of just a long hair, just a yeah, long yeah. blonde hair. You know, yeah. No, that is not a mullet. No, it's definitely long blonde. He has hair. Okay. it's it's long hair with a fringe. Well, yeah. We never mentioned Bang, the fact that he fangs. came in with like assless chaps. Yeah, what was that about? It's, it's quite. Wait, he's, he's now, when he's I say with asshole chaps before, yeah, yeah, when I say it's homosexual, I have no problem with it being homosexual. I just like, is he gay? Like, just tell us, tell us if he's gay. Yeah, like, why, is he, <laughs> like, why is he wearing asshole chaps? Like, Graham, I do kind of. I was watching this match, yeah, and I was just looking at both competitors' boots, and I was just like, poor Graham, his head must be wrecked. I actually didn't even notice that, and now I hate this match even more so than I did before. The boots. Yeah, yeah, I fucking hate cowboy boots. They don't fit you. They don't fit you. I don't know why you're wrestling cowboy no. boots. No, they're gonna slip gonna, off. Look, I'm gonna give you much protection. There. You're a tick fuck if you wear cowboy boots in a wrestling match. Um, yeah. Like, anyway. I don't know. Uh, like I literally think the only good things that happened in this match were the crossbody. The crossbody was really nice. And actually, there was a good there was a good bit where um, Wyndham's in the ring and Dusty's on the apron and he does that you know slingshot with the top rope. Oh, Wyndham yeah, yeah. takes a bump over the top. Which and is, there's some the serious. There's actually like, which again could bring up that whole yeah. over the top rope disqualification rule. Yeah. Is that like, momentum? Playing fast and oh, that, loose with the rules. That is definitely not momentum. No. That's I am you purposely I am pulling that you rope. over the top rope. Yeah. You know, that's exactly what I'm doing to you. But there were some serious bumps on the, the concrete outside. Yeah, and there's, there's no protective mats no, at all. No, at it's all. all concrete. So yeah. There's a back body drop which mm. looks fairly nasty. Yeah. But the seven and a half minute claw in which Dusty Rhodes climbs the top rope and the referee doesn't make him break. The uh even though he's holding okay. the ropes. Okay. Holding the ropes. Hang on. Can I mean, we rewind for a yeah, second? Yeah, yeah. As stupid as that is, yeah. I think the claw itself is even more retarded. I think it's a ridiculous move. It gives the bear hog a run for its money. It makes the bear hog look like a pile driver. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like so shit. You'd want to have like a proper, like a serious no, if hand. The only, the, only person I, <laughs> the only person I would actually believe the claw would work would be someone Andre. like Andre the Giant, yeah. whose hand is actually fucking huge. Are you saying you don't believe it when Kerry Von Erich does it? Listen, I, have, I need to see it, okay? <laughs> no, but, like, like, Jim Ross tries to save the day and he's like, Barry Wyndham's got a huge hand, he could palm a ba- basketball. It's like, he just couldn't do yeah, that at all. His hand isn't that big, really. His hand is, is average Joe hand. <laughs> average, average Joe hand. Sorry, um, go on. <laughs> well, let's just say, right, whatever about the claw, I do not believe it for a second when Barry Wyndham does it. No. 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 Are we, can we agree yeah. on that? Yeah, we can. Yeah, we can. Yeah, yeah. And Dusty has a very big head as well. He has a like, yeah, doesn't help. Does not help. And like wearing a fingerless leather glove, which is absolute 80s stereotypical shtick, is not going to make your claw. I don't know. I actually, I actually, apart from the claw, I like the fingerless glove. <laughs> <laughs> no, I like it, but I would have rathered it for something. Like if he, I don't know, if his finisher was something better than something a claw. Good. Yeah. Something good. So like, what? what his middle this? finger up is going to finish you quicker. <laughs> well, <laughs> what are the story with the NWA rules anyway? They wanted it like. You couldn't throw someone over the top rope because yeah. that's like unsporting, but doing a body slam on the concrete, that's grand. So kosher. The ref is, is watching. It, that's not it. a disqualification. No, no. Like, I don't know. The whole thing is a bit mad. Mm. You can pick someone up and pile drive them, like drop them on their skull, but you can't throw them over the top rope where they could land on their feet easily. <laughs> you know? Yeah. 
It's all very strange. All yeah. very strange. Well, sure, it's all in good fun. So how that one came to a close was a nice little ref bump, second of the night. Dusty loves them when he's booking. Yep. And while he's down, Dusty hits the bionic elbow drop. No count. Ron Garvin just gets in the ring. Like right, so Ron Garvin runs in, uh, Dusty thinks he's friends, he's like, get the ref, and then Ron Garvin knocks him out with his hand of stone, and then the ref comes to Barry Windham pins him at 15 minutes and 55 seconds to retain the US title but the weird thing was when Ron when Ron Garvin got in the ring Jim Ross and Tony Schiavone didn't make anything of it they were like yeah. Ron Garvin's there yeah <laughs> <laughs> there he that's, is that's, that's exactly what they went Ron Garvin's in the ring oh my god he's after, like they, after the turn he, they were like exasperated but the, when he got in the ring they didn't even go why is, Ron, why is he there they just went oh there's Ron Garvin there ah, he is there he is now do you think that's kind of just like a lack of uh or a lack of preparation I suppose in terms of like their announcement because I know what's going to happen yeah so but they could have they could have done something like they could have said something like oh Dusty's friend Ron Garvin is out here to even the score against James J. Dillon and then yeah. obviously the tour yeah, yeah, but yeah. they just went there he is there he is Ron Garvin there he is <laughs> man himself it. yeah mates he actually looked tiny compared to the two of them didn't he he really did do you think yeah, he looked yeah, real, yeah. like I know he was against a lot of big lads in the old Tower of Doom but he he looked quite small compared to Dusty I didn't realise he was that tall yeah, yeah. anyway yeah the match left me wanting. <laughs> what did you want? Did you want a blowy off match? Dusty? <laughs> <laughs> and a blowy off yeah, Dusty. Yeah. I will say, we talked about how in the match earlier, it kind of hinted at his heel turn because he just left all his mates mm. behind and went straight out without doing anything. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I love the completion of the heel turn after the match when he's backstage rubbing himself with the money. Yeah, that was <laughs> cool, wasn't it? Yeah. Did you feel there were... Not stealing, but did you feel they were kind of like alluding to the whole million dollar man thing of just paying people off, turning people heel by paying them off? Um, 
Like just maybe they're yeah, kind of like, yeah, yeah. That, that thought didn't cross my mind when I was yeah. watching it, but now that you say it, maybe a little bit. Like not not trying to rip them off, but they were kind of like. That's a good idea. We should do that. Yeah, like Gary Hart and James J. Dillon are there. And why is Gary Hart even there? He's nothing to do with Barry Windham. Ah, uh, why not? Why anything, Graham? Why didn't they pay him off to win the Tower of Doom match? Actually, lads, can we why talk this about the little dance happen? that Dusty does during the claw? He actually, he actually dances. He rubbed his dick. He, rubbed, he grabs <laughs> he his did, dick yeah. and then... He collapses again in the, in the, <laughs> under the power of the claw. Maybe if you concentrated on getting out of the claw and not rubbing your fucking genitals, you'd get out of it and win cleanly. Mm-hmm. Fuck. But sure. What a stupid fucking move. My God. Do you not like the claw, no? I don't I like, don't like the, the claw. claw. Yeah, no, no. Don't like it. Don't okay. Our final. The match. final. The main the event finale. of the evening is for the NWA World Heavyweight title. The challenger, the total package, Lex Luger, versus the champion, the nature boy, Ric Flair. Jesus, lads. Fucking Lex Luger. The, the shape of him. Like the, he's he's lethal. in serious shape. Like, how much of that is juice, do you think? I'd say a good bit. Do you think so, yeah? yeah. He's the head of... He's currently the head of WWE's wellness programme. Really? Because of obviously his, oh, his experience. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, it caused him to have a fucking spinal stroke, didn't it? Yeah, he was in a wheelchair for a while, so he's he looks over the whole wellness thing. Yeah, you know what they should be looking at. That's actually a really good thing. That's actually it's a a great like appointment if you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he's obviously experienced. Yeah, 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 he's experienced the good and the bad, the pill addiction and all that mad shit and whatever. I don't know if this was like just put in after the fact on the WWE Network version or whatever, but uh, Lex Luger's music he comes out to is like. A very Megadeth rip-off-ish type team. Is it? I didn't well, even I really hear enjoyed it. it. I didn't hear it. Yeah. It sounds very Megadeth. It, yeah, it didn't really seem like it fit with Lex Luger's character at all. Yeah. yeah. You know, so coming out in the robe. Why did Lex Luger get so bad? Because in my head, I remember like mid-90s Lex yeah, Luger, who was crap. Yeah. And then I remember him, late 90s, 2000s, WCW, where he was crap. Really yeah. crap, yeah. But watching these matches, he's really changed my mind, of my opinion of how decent he is. To be honest with you, when you been, said, when did Lex Luger get so bad, I was like, hang on a minute. This was fucking... Like he was good in this match. Yeah, like, yeah. Really? Back then. And now, obviously, now I know obviously what you're talking he's, about. Yeah, he's being carried by Flair, obviously, but I think he did really well. Fucking those press slams! Holy Jesus! <laughs> fucking hell! Got him, and like and a drop baby. kick he throws <gasps> for someone his size. <gasps> like, it's ridiculous. And his elbow, the height of his elbow drops. But he jumps out six feet. In the can air we just talk drops. about uh, Flair selling and bumping? Yes, Again, I know we, we always we talk about it, but Jesus. Well, another thing I liked with Flair in this match was his kind of half-hearted. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so I'm so confused by the Flair character though. He's meant to be a heel. He's yeah. got James A. Jill in his corner. The crowd despise Tully Blanchard, despise Barry Windham, despise Anderson. But they kinda like Flair. I know when they think Luger wins and when Luger gets like the upper hand in various points of the match they cheer him. But they still like Flair. It's, just it's like the person you look at respect him. Yeah, because I don't think Flair is actually a mega coward like he does I... rest no, he is a coward, but he's not as 
cowardly, if that makes sense. He backs off a lot in this match. Yeah, yeah. he does, yeah, yeah. I really liked uh, Luger's no-selling of chops. Yeah. Because he just take a great bit at the end, or towards mm. the end, um, and there was like a serious no-selling of chops. There was like, like the two of them were absolutely covered in sweat. Mm. And uh, Flair has him in the corner, and he's chopping him. And uh, like uh, Luger's just like, oh! Yeah, just like screams going, in his face chops him again another scream in the you know face what really, did you notice how well uh, Luger was selling that leg yeah like yeah. he was limping even ever so slightly limping. another thing with the psychology yeah, is yeah. this match though Flair starts off on the head he starts off working uh, Luger's head yeah and then Luger comes back and works his back for the torture act obviously well no but no Flair switches then and starts yeah. working the leg yeah yeah. and I, I, I don't know that just it doesn't make much sense to me mm. in terms of psychology Obviously, you know, it's not all going to be cut and dry. Yeah. You have your, your opening, your shine, your turnaround, your heat. Um, and it's not all going to be exactly like that. No, you no, know, you, you can mix it up. Of, yeah, yeah. But you do need to keep it a little bit consistent. I didn't understand the transition from him working on the head. Yeah. And even JR says it. He's like, you know, if uh, Flair wants to lock in that figure four he leg lock to, later yeah, on, he's going to have to start working on the leg. <laughs> it's, like, it's almost I like he's trying to nudge him in the, the right direction the, or something. The commentators were really good in this match. Yeah. yeah I think yeah, this yeah. is where they did their best work. Uh, even th- previously when Tony Schiavone and Jim Ross have been on commentary we've said it's mainly been like Jim Ross and Tony's just there to say yeses and noes but I think even Schiavone did re- like he was talking about strategies and he was like he was explaining why Luger was doing certain things yeah, and, and yeah. I was like he was like you see Luger I think it was during the bear hug and he was discussing how Luger's hands were like clasped around the hips yeah, yeah. of Ric Flair and I was just like really good yeah, no, I, the, the way Luger was working the back in order to mm. set him up yeah, for the short track, the psychology, that, 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 that was really good. Yeah. One thing I, I, I noticed in this, and it's the thing people usually say about professional wrestling referees, is that they're in the ring, but you shouldn't notice them. Yeah. I found this ref to be very noticeable, and he seemed to just get in the way a lot. Well, they involved them in a spot, essentially. Well, not, no, I know well, they... I, like I know. Well, never mind ref bumps, but I just found all no, the time... No, but it wasn't a ref bump, He, he kept distracting me. Like, he kept it was the bit where, where Flair was outside, yeah. and uh, he pushes the ref, oh, yeah, the ref yeah, pushes yeah. him back, and he chases him, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and then he hides behind Luger. Like, that's the ref, like, right in the forefront of the match. I know, you know? yeah. Well, but, but, there was, like, but there was even points, even when he was just doing counts and stuff, I kept being distracted by him, and I just felt he was too... He should, he should have been like a shadow. You know? Do we know what his name is? What the uh, Tommy Young. Tommy Young. Yeah. yeah, I felt like that there were. It was almost like Flair was trying to get himself disqualified by pushing the ref. Right. But they didn't really sell that in the commentary, so yeah. I don't know if that yeah, was actually yeah, yeah. the story they were trying to tell. But it wasn't told. I actually, you know what? I was like really into this match. Yeah. Um, and up up to a point, and you could maybe argue that this is nitpicking a little bit. It's a bit of a blown spot. Mm-hmm. Um. I can't remember exactly how it's set up, but does Flair go for a cross body? Are you talking about the over the top thing? Over the top, yeah, 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 exactly, yeah. So yeah, so I I think it's the fact that I think Flair goes for a cross body over um, onto Luger while he's against the ropes, and the idea is that they're both supposed to spill over the top to the outside, um, but inevitably that doesn't happen, and the ref they get caught, they they get caught on the top rope, and they're trying to kind of jimmy themselves over, and the ref ends up having to push them. Yeah. And it's so it's very blatant, blatant yeah. you know. And and you could argue that it's nitpicking the blown spot, but what they should have done there, what mm. what modern wrestlers would do now, and I suppose it's it's probably an unfair argument to make, was they would scrap that. 
and they would maybe on the fly create a new spot to that the ended up that ended up in but perhaps the same they, situation. I just found that they didn't even need. Well, I suppose with their rule, it might have looked like Luger tossed Flair over if Luger hadn't gone with him. Because mm. you've seen Luger, like he's grappling sw- the ropes, he's, he swings his leg up and throws yeah. it out, and then lobs himself over. But like a, you know, a botch can't cause a match to be bad. Like I know it's just that it was a no, no, it's just no, that the, not at all. It's just I because that, agree. that spot had meaning. Yeah, it wasn't just exactly. like a suplex went awry or something. Yeah, it was yeah. like that was the leading to be on the outside where the referee is distracted by Flair. Allowing JJ Dillon to ram Luger's head into the post, which would ultimately be the undoing of the match. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So the match. Yeah. Let's talk about that finish. Doctor stoppage essentially because of the blood. Yeah, the commission. The Athletics Commission. I like on paper the idea of that as a finish. Same here. I'm very okay with it. Yeah. Yeah. Just. I thought the execution was very poor. Very poor. And I'm going to blame the ref impartial because literally the committee member, the athletic commission member, like tips him, grabs his leg and just says something and he immediately just stops the match. He doesn't even like, like if they did something like check on, I know they wanted it to be like, oh, people think that Flair might have submitted to the torture act. But if he did something like even just check on Luger or, yeah. and then, you know. But, but you know what? So I think the torture rack is was a bad move for that as well though because it's so hard to see if like, if you have someone up, or if, if if someone has someone up on a yeah. torture rack, yeah, like it's quite difficult to see them tap. What what I would their arms are like? What I would have thought would like. be good is if Luger in a, you know, to piss him off. If Luger put Flair in the figure four, so the two of them are lying there, and then the ref could see Luger's covered in blood, and then go up like he's checking on them, and then call it off for something mad like. And well, then maybe also, you should book for NWA. Also, the you problem was yeah. though that uh, Luger wasn't covered in blood. It was he, like a little yeah, trickle. It's a trickle. If we actually go back, if you actually if you actually go back to Starcade '87, where Flair blades in his cage match, and I know he has blonder hair and it makes it look like there's more, but he has a serious amount of like blood going on. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. it was like, like it was like a simple blade job. It could have even been like hard way blood. It was that little blood, you know that way? Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It went like, and you were saying a few moments ago that. The whole undoing of it was that JJ Dillon rammed him into the post, mm. and that was what caused it. He was yeah. bleeding before that. Well, I think he bladed. Oh, he definitely bladed, he bladed before that. He bladed when Flair rammed him into the ring post. Exactly, and he was on the ground. And he, then they he had was seeing blade. Oh, well, that well, that's not Luger's fault. No, because he has to go to the ground and blade. Oh no, of course. It's obviously the director or the producer's fault who or are the, like the cameraman. Even yeah, like, you know, keep that camera on him while you yeah, blade his head yeah, yeah, yeah. instead of like go back to Flair there, please. Before I, any more thoughts, I'd like to just announce. Um, oh, what a lovely can! I love lovely cans. Put Do another can in my mouth, baby. <laughs> well, yeah, sorry. I liked it because I, I actually didn't know where to go after that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Dave, serious question: What do you think of Ric Flair's tights? Very serious question. I don't know what you're talking about there. Maybe could you could. Uh, well, do you notice the way they're white? Yeah. Uh, yeah and they do you notice? White. Do you notice the the pigmentation of uh, Ric Flair's skin? I guess it's quite uh, tanned. Yeah. So I mean, anything you'd like to say about that? I guess. I, I guess you know it, from from an observer's standpoint, I could say that the 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 white the white trunks and the white boots make the tan pop. Yeah. And the tan makes the white pop. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, he said it. Oh god, he said it. <laughs> so um, uh, one, one more question though. Yeah. Mullet count for this much? Dose. 
Dose. Dose. Dose. Oh, so up to nine for the evening, is it? Sounds, yeah. sounds about nine, right, yeah. Nine mullets. Nine mullets. Ding. Nine mullets. I like it. Uh, any other thoughts on this, or in general? Like, what, Not like, really. Like, it was it was actually an alright match. I thought all the okay. lads looked fucking 80s deadliness when they came out afterwards. Like, Sting with the sunglasses on the yeah. gym. You know those? Holy. They, it, was like, it was almost like, like a fucking yeah. up to his belly they call, button or Are they called Zubaz? Is that yeah. what those pants are called from the 80s? They all look fucking cool. It was like... Uh, Dr. Death and Sting but then Nikita was wearing like the baggiest short in the world when he came out as well yeah, was, yeah. they look fucking cool so yeah. that's um, that match came to a close via Dr. Stoppage on Luger due to blood loss at 23 minutes and 13 seconds given Luger oh sorry Luger lo- loses so Flair retains the world heavyweight title which will set up a rematch for Starkhead later in the year exciting um, bullshit chance as well, lads. Did you yeah, hear those? Yeah, I didn't yeah. get that. No. Yeah, yeah, bullshit chance at the end when like Flair. Oh, would yeah. oh okay, that's fair enough. Then yeah, but, like, like, during the match. No, no, no. But yeah. it's mad. Like the fact that it's an eighty-eight and it, they were loud. Bull- and yeah. Jim Ross was like the crowd here showing their unhappiness with yeah. that result, and so it was bullshit. In fairness, actually, a thing to note there from earlier. This is Tully Blanchard and Aaron Anderson's last NWA pay per view for two years. They'd leave the company in a few months and join the WWF as the Brain Busters in mm. October. So we'll get to see them doing some against some other teams. Some awesome. Other, yeah. And the powers of pain had just left as well. The, regarding that Tower of Doom match, yeah. uh, like there was a, Steve Williams was feuding with Al Perez and the Garvins were feuding with Kevin Sullivan and the Varsity Club and then the Road Warriors were feuding with the two Russian lads but it was originally meant to be the powers of pain but they refused to do scaffold matches they wanted it to be Roadways and Powers playing a scaffold match and they didn't they were like we're not doing scaffold matches and they were like alright so they were like fuck off we'll go to WF instead yeah. and they did and had a decent enough run I suppose yeah, yeah. Uh, cool anybody want to start off on the old best worst and overall thoughts jobby wobby to be honest I have a bit of a feeling that we're all going to be on the same page here roughly maybe give or take we'll see yeah. we'll see yeah Darren, do you want to go first? You look like you're ready to, to shoot off there. Yeah, no, I just Ooh. found... Oh. <laughs> I just, just found oh, that there was... Uh, <laughs> do you want to give you a jizz there? <laughs> <laughs> There's so many matches with dusty finishes. Or, like, not, no real conclusion that it's... Did any like, match end clean? Yeah, well, not clean... But like there was a few matches where there was actually a conclusion that wasn't a time limit. Well, the draw first match was a time limit draw. Yeah, the like, second you, match you, was a fi- uh, you could a say chain. the power of doom ended clean, I suppose. Uh, yeah. yeah, you could. It didn't yeah, start so, no, off the, the clean. No. dirty. The entire thing. Was just <laughs> yeah, so there's, there's no clean. There's finish. no one, two, three without any interference or messing, yeah. basically. But uh, I suppose the US tag team title match was probably my favourite the Fantastics yeah. against the Midnight Express even though it wasn't the best match that I've seen them have I think it, it was, it was the a best good match, match of the yeah. um, and the worst match I'm, I'm torn here mm-hmm. because the Two Terror matches. Doom obviously pretty stupid concept and there's no psychology to it but in some ways I still found it slightly entertaining and Dusty and Barry Windham, I don't know, it just wrecked my head. I just, I don't know if it was because it was the fourth match and I was beginning to lose interest because it was directly after the Tower of Doom as well. Mm-hmm. 
but on paper it should have been better on though. paper we, yeah, yeah it should yeah, have been a lot better so I think I'd actually put that down as the worst match of the night Dusty probably can't have a match where he can't play it so that's probably why he <laughs> just did a seven and a half minute fucking claw um, I think I might have to agree with you uh, my favourite match was the US title match Fantastics and the Midnight Express uh, it was just lots of cool double team moves I like they did rest holds every now and again, but every rest hold had its place. Like it was, yeah, yeah. and they didn't fucking prolong it. They it was just action packed. The finish was really nice, even though he said the chain looked shit. But that's neither here nor there. It was still good. And Jim Cornette was, despite even being forty feet in the air or whatever the case was, yeah. was a fucking comedic slash wrestling genius, and I really liked it. So that was my favorite. The worst was Barry Windham and Dusty Rose because it was fucking garbage <laughs> it was just a claw like you said like any person who was a casual fan would go why is this going like yeah. why does it look like he's forcing him to give him a blowy and why has he got a claw on for seven minutes or so and why did it even last 15 minutes it was just oh, so boring and just it's one of those matches you know like as a kid you might have friends who aren't into wrestling or like a parent or whatever and it's one of those like it's a match that if it was on it would give them absolute ammunition to go, you're a retard for watching yeah. this. That's fake. Do you that's know what I mean? What is going on yeah, here? Like, yeah. you know, it's, so that's why I thought that was the worst. Dave? I'm gonna. St- I'm just going to have a slightly different yeah. opinion, right? Um, my f- best match of the night for me was the opener. Okay. okay. Um, that's completely acceptable. I think so as well. Yeah. Yeah. I think so as well. <laughs> um, <laughs> Obviously, it's your opinion. And like, you know, I, I, I watched it and I was like, oh shit, it really got me into the, yeah. into the whole thing. And obviously, like at the ending, questionable. But the contents mm. of the match was very yeah. enjoyable. Don't get me wrong; nothing to take away from the from this from the US or the yeah yeah US title match. Yeah, it's like that was a great match as well. I really enjoyed watching it. When it comes to the worst match of the night, I had thought about it and I was a little bit torn. And my initial instinct was to give it to the Terror of Doom match, but I I'm gonna give it to Wyndham and Rhodes because that's a terrible match <laughs> yeah. for all of the reasons that you yeah. guys have said but the reason why I'm not giving it to the Terror of Doom is because I'm just writing it off yeah I'm yeah. not even going <laughs> to like, like it, a three story cage match the way they did it it just doesn't con- make any considering, sense considering no, it's no, not a considering no match. one has ever done one before as well they were going in like what are we going to do oh I don't know like, no but that's fair enough like you know there was a stage where no one has ever done a Hell in the Cell before, and the first one of them was, yeah. was really, really good. Yeah, you know? suppose. Yeah, and, and that's not the, not not. Like, I think obviously, maybe a three story yeah. cage match is a lot more complex than but also, Hell in the Cell. Also, the fact that it was ten lads and not two lads. Yeah, exactly. It's I, I think it was way too ambitious. Uh, yeah, that's a good word know? for it. So, which is why I'm not kind of. I'm just reluctant to, to count yeah. that to actually. Uh, yeah, it was a, it was a, like a tester, like yeah, you, exactly. you know what I mean. There, yeah, yeah, it's exactly. not really the lads' fault. In there that fault that it yeah, was bad. It, Whereas that's why I'm Dusty not and Wyndham have no. They should be ashamed. Of themselves. They're just in a normal one-on-one yeah, match. Yeah, yeah. yeah, so that's why I give it to that. They should be ashamed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's. Uh, I'll, I'll give me thoughts on the pay-per-view. Then. I'd initially watched the first two matches, and I messaged you and I was like. Oh, just watch the first two matches. It's a great American Bash. Yeah. Looks like it's, it's going to be a good. really yeah. good pay per view. <laughs> and I wasn't wrong of that assumption when I watched. If you watch the first two matches, yeah, you yeah, know what I mean. Yeah. Like I knew, like Tower of Doom was going to be ridiculous, and it was ridiculous. 
and then I watched like the dusty Barry Window match and I was like this was very bad and then I watched them. the main event the main event picked it up again uh, the finish was very annoying in the fact that, like again like I'm saying I don't mind a blood loss or a blood stoppage but make him actually be bleeding please and not just have yeah, a little a little nick, a little nick like, like yeah and if you're going to have five matches on a card yeah have one controversial finish not every single match have a fucking yeah. controversial yeah, just finish like, you know, yeah. put someone over you know have someone be beaten yeah. just fucking do yeah. it like swallow it and I do I do like the idea that a pay-per-view has it has five matches and it was four title matches and a yeah. gimmick match that was really good because that is cool, yeah. even though all the matches didn't weren't great the fact that all the matches had stakes stakes, stakes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah it wasn't well said, like well said. it wasn't like Bad News Brown versus Jim Duggan <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean what's what's that about like yeah. what what is there so they all had stakes and there was a reason for every match and I thought that was really good if I was to recommend anything I'd say just watch the first two matches yeah and, and if you want rest. skip to the main event but first two matches are definitely like watch them or yeah. else yeah and um, I'm impressed with NWA's improved production values as well it's, the, it's, it's a stark mm, difference isn't and, it? it's, it's well, unbelievable this is the last one under Jim Crocker he'd sell to Ted Turner so it can only go up considering he's a massive media mogul you know that sort of way yeah, yeah yeah so I'm looking forward to what the future holds or technically the past <laughs> Back to the future. Yeah, yeah. I don't have too much to add to that. that yeah. like, pretty much kind of sums up every, all of my feelings as well. Yeah, and I would say that despite the fact that the ending of the main event was kind of shit, I am looking forward to seeing Luger and uh, Flair again in That's the next. Yeah, 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 yeah so. that will be good. And I will say that it's a lot better than the last NWA pay per view we watched. So they're going in the right direction. Again. Exactly, they exactly. really are. Yeah, they really, really are. So cool. would we call it an old day? An old day. If you like our podcast. <laughs> <laughs> did you like that, did you? Um, you can follow us on Facebook, facebook.com slash BGA podcast. We're on Twitter as well. We're on Twitter at BGA Wrestling Link. Pod. Yes, I think that's the give one. Give us a bit of feedback there if you want. Oh, please Tell do. If please you like do. Or what you don't like or how we could improve or any of that jazz. Please like us. Uh, also, yes, um, we have a new website, uh, roofrunnermedia.com. A parent website. You where we it. will be posting everything to do with uh, Bad God Almighty, um, our sister podcast versus uh, Two Films Enter, One Film Leaves, and anything else yes. we feel like Wrestling, talking. Wrestling, video about. games, films, MMA, and anything. anything. Uh, yeah, so that was Great American Bash 88, The Price of Freedom. Next up is WWF SummerSlam 1988. Can't wait. Me neither. It's going to be really good. (laughs) (laughs) Bye-bye. See you later. Bye.